Hey, this is Greg Harvey, pastor at Embrace Church. Enjoy today's message and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming sermons. Luke chapter 13, verse 6, it says this, just speaking of parable, that a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. So look at his solution. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered answered him and he said, Sir, sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well. But if not, after that you can cut it down. How How many of you realize that we focus so much on the fruit But our production or our lack of production has so much to do with what's underneath. And we get caught focusing on our outward. Because we want to produce. I don't know anybody who doesn't want to produce. Everybody wants to be productive. Everybody wants to see their their best. Everybody wants to see that for, for themselves. We all want to produce, but Jesus here is in this principle saying, look, in order for it to produce, I've got to look underneath and look at its root. That's why we call it a root cause. Come on. We, we focus on this, but, but, but they'll really dig into you. What's the root cause that's really happening? What's the root cause? So, so what I'm telling you, it's not comfortable, but sometimes you've got to dig for the fruit. So, so you can turn to your neighbor, and I'll let you be seated. But that, that wasn't even introduction stuff yet. I haven't even got there. But, but you can turn to them and say, you've got to learn to dig the fruit. You got to learn to dig the fruit and you can be seated this morning. You got to learn to to dig the fruit. I want to pick the fruit. But Jesus is saying, look, sometimes you got to learn to dig if you're going to get the fruit. There's some things that underneath that I've got to work on if you want the fruit. I want to walk by and pick and Jesus says, if you want to pick, you better get your shovel. Because you got to dig. You got to dig some stuff out. And you look at this parable, and everywhere you look within this parable, it is disappointment. And you really, you look at it, and there is disappointment all throughout what is happening. The owner of the vineyard is disappointed. And he planted a tree that's not producing. So he's disappointed. You, you have the, the, the keeper of the vineyard. He's disappointing. He's disappointing the, the, the owner because it's not producing. You got the tree that's just a disappointment. That, that it's not producing anything at all. That's where I think if you, if you allow this, you can relate a little bit to this parable because we all face disappointing things in our life. We all face disappointment. 
And most of the time, what we're facing, what brings the disappointment, is we're walking by something in our lives, and we're expecting to pick something that isn't there. We're expecting a product, if you will, that's not available. I expect it to be this way, and it's not. I expect it to come by here and just pick something because I invested in this, and it's not available like it should be, so I leave disappointed. And there's this moments within us to where there's nothing more disappointing in your life than not producing, is there? There's nothing more disappointing than you worked on something, you spent time on something, you developed, come on now, and you see no byproduct. You see no results. You see no, you see no fruit, if you will, of your labor or your work. And I know, I know, don't, don't, don't be all scholarly with me. I know that when Jesus is speaking this parable, that he's really speaking to the nation of Israel. I know that this is a prophetic, if you will, parable, that he's speaking to the nation of Israel, that they're, they're the fig tree, and, and here he, is, he has spent three years of his ministry, and that, that he's come to the nation, and it hasn't produced the leadership, the religious leadership are not producing what they should be producing, and he's disappointed within that, but instead of just cutting off the nation of Israel, he has said, look, I'm going to dig and I'm going to put some stuff over it and it's not going to be pretty but I'm not giving up on it and I understand all that I understand that but but is it also for us then our own lives that I wonder how many times God's disappointed with me because what he planted within me isn't producing as it should. That I understand that in my own life for me that sometimes there's moments that I fail him because he come by expecting to pick and it wasn't there. But aren't you glad that he doesn't cut you off just because you're not producing what you should be producing? Aren't you glad that he's not cutting you off or cutting you down just because the product isn't what was planted in you, hasn't revealed itself yet, so you're not producing what you feel you ought to produce. Aren't you glad that He's a God that doesn't cut you off or cut you down? Because I'm afraid within our churches uh, that there's too many times, too many Christians uh, that we're busy, we're busy, we're busy, we're showing life, but we have no fruit. We have leaves, but no fruit. There's life there, but we're not producing. So the wind blows because there's leaves. And when the wind blows, we make a lot of noise. Come on. 
The wind might blow. Oh, oh, he'll stir something up and we, we might get a little noisy as Christians. But are we really producing? Is it just leaves uh, and he's expecting figs uh, and all we're producing is leaves uh, and we're thinking we're good because I've got signs of life but I don't have any byproduct, any fruit in my life. I think he's kind of tired of the leaves and says, I planted fruit. I planted a tree that will produce fruit and I want to see Fruit. So the owner, look within this, and I love this about God, the owner knew what he planted. He planted a fig tree. And because he planted a fig tree, he had every right to expect to find figs. I mean, he... He took his time. He watched the tree for three years. He, he gave it time to mature. Well, he, he doesn't expect you to produce overnight. He takes his time with you. He planted the tree and he's expecting uh, to see figs uh, on the tree. And it was disappointing to him when there was no fruit it was disappointing because he knew what he planted and he knew what it should produce. And when he came to enjoy the fruit of his labor, there was none. And so far, the focus that you look within this parable, the focus is on the tree. The tree that's not producing. The focus is all on the the tree, I want to point out that the owner had the tree planted. And I say that because I want you to realize that God never picks what he didn't plant. In other words, he doesn't come to you and expect something out of you that he didn't plant in you. Because he knows... What he planted. He doesn't come to you and expect something that you can't do. Because he knows what he planted within you. And I think too many times we get busy trying to produce something that was never planted in us. Oh, come, come on now. You know what I'm talking about now. We get busy trying to produce something because we see it being over here and it looks good. And I want what that person has and I want what this person has. And we're trying to produce something in ourselves that God never planted within us. Well, if I could just be like them, God didn't plant you to be like them. If I could just be like this, God didn't plant you to be like. He planted you to produce what you only can produce. So quit trying to produce something else. Quit trying to produce grapes or, or oranges when he planted you to be a fig tree. Come on now. 
Don't be something else that you're not. Don't be somebody else. God planted you to be you. And when you try and be and produce something that's not within you, you'll find yourself always producing nothing. Because an apple tree can't produce oranges. It's just not going to work. A pear tree... I don't know why I'm saying all these trees. How about just this? You can't be you. I, 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 remember, I remember, I've shared this before. I don't know if I've shared it here. I've shared it a lot of places because I thought it was just funny. One of the churches we pastored, this lady came to us that was in her 30s at the time, which I thought was kind of old because I was in my 30s. Now, she was just this young kid. But she come to me and said, Pastor, God has called me to be a worship leader and play the piano. Here was the problem. She couldn't sing. She was tone deaf. I mean, I miss keys sometimes, but I know when I do it. I hear it just like you hear it. She didn't even know she was off key. You ever sung with those people? She couldn't sing, couldn't carry a tune, and, and, and she couldn't play the piano. I said, I don't think God called you to do that. Because if He calls you, He'll equip you. I think you're trying to produce something that He didn't plan in you. I think you're trying to be something that He doesn't expect you to be. He come expecting fruit and you're just bringing leaves because you're a little excited but you're not producing anything because you're trying to produce something that you're not. And we get wrapped up so many times in just thinking, well, if I can just do this, or if I can just, if you can just do what God called you to do and planted in you to do, that's when you'll produce the most for Him. You see, He didn't come expecting. He wasn't just this, this, this cruel owner. He didn't come to the fig tree And he didn't say, well, it was planted in the vineyard. And so he come expecting grapes out of the fig tree. No, no, he knew what he planted. And he knew what it should produce. And he came expecting the production that it had within it to produce. But he found none. So he said, said, look, just, just cut it down. And I like the phrase, he said, cut it down because... Why does it use up the ground? You see, the ground was good that it was planted in. Something else could have been planted in that same spot and it would have produced. It wasn't the ground's fault. Come on. The ground was good ground. I know we want, to, we want to blame a lot of times our lack of production on our surroundings. If I was just planted somewhere else, 
then I could. If I was just born in a different family, then I could have produced something. If I was just if I was just in a different area, then I could have produced. If I if I if I had more money, come on, what all do we blame our surroundings? What all do we blame our lack of production on? If I just had If I had the same experience that they had, then I'd be producing what they're producing. No, you wouldn't. The ground's good that you were planted in. Something else would have grown in that same surrounding. There's people who have come out of worse ground, if you will, and produced way more with that than you've come on. So you gotta, if you're ever gonna produce, you've gotta quit complaining about your surroundings and your environment. Blaming everything else. Well, well, if I just had this different, if I had that different, if this was different in my life or that was different in my life, then, then maybe I could produce. No, you'll never produce if you're blaming the ground. It's the root. The ground was good. The owner knew the ground was good. He said, cut it down. I can put something else there and it'll produce. But the owner, the, the, the keeper of the vineyard, I love his solution. I love his solution. I don't like it when it's in me. Because the keeper of the vineyard said, wait. I know the ground's good. I'm with you here. I I know the ground's good. And I know the tree should be producing. But it's not dead. There's leaves. There's just no fruit. Come on, aren't you? you? In other words, if you're breathing, you got a chance. Come on. I haven't produced yet. Well, well, it doesn't mean it's over. You're you're still breathing. There's 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 life within you. There's an ability to produce, and he's not giving up on you yet. Aren't you glad that he's not giving up on you? Tell your tell your neighbor. Tell your neighbor. I've got I've got leaves. I've at least got leaves, so I got a chance. I'm breathing, so I got a chance. Might not have the fruit I want, but but I've I've got a chance. And the keeper of the vineyard said, Don't cut it down yet. I I think I know where the problem is. And it's lying underneath the surface. I know you're looking at the outside. And you're wanting this, but but if I'm gonna get this, I've gotta dig under. Here, I know you want to come by and pick something, but in order for you to be able to pick something, give me some time to work underneath because the problem is underneath the surface. Now, that's fine when I'm talking about the tree, but when I'm talking about me, 
Or, or worse, if I'm talking about you. See, if I'm, y- y'all let me talk about me all day long. Let's talk about you. See how you like it. Let's, let's, let's dig up some stuff that God, that you buried, trying to hide. Let's, let's start digging up some stuff in your life that, that you think, well, I buried it, it's fine, it's done with, and, and, and in reality, it's affected your fruit. The problem's not the fruit, the problem's the root. And there's only one way to get to the root. Is God said, I got to get my hands dirty. I've got to dig around here. Aren't you glad you got a God who wants, who's willing to get his hands dirty with you? Who's, who's ready to get down to where you're at and go beneath the surface. And the stuff that you've buried... And you, you think, well, well, well that, that's not the problem. Look, look, that's, that's not, I want, I want this, leave this alone. But he's saying, I, I've got to dig around because there's some bitterness on this root. Come on now. But I buried that hurt. Yeah, you buried it. You buried it good. And now that bitterness is affecting the root. And you wonder why you're not producing. uh, And you just want to focus on this and that. You want to focus on your product. And he's saying, look, I want to focus underneath. Because until you get the bitterness out, you're not going to get the fruit you want. Until you get the unforgiveness out, you're not going to... Until you get the insecurities out. Come on now. What What have you buried? What have you buried that's affecting the root? Well, pastor, you don't know what they did. You don't know what you're doing. Come on. What what they did, yes, it was bad, but you're allowing it to contaminate the root. Other people's produced... That's had worse things happen to them. How? They didn't let it get underneath. But you've allowed it to get underneath. Oh. I I get why you're quiet right now and looking at me all mean like move on pastor. That's enough of this. Do you really? Really? You, you, you really want me to move on? Because digging, it's one thing. Fertilizer's altogether different. You, you know what, what he's saying? He said, let me dig around it. And let me put on some fertilizer around that root. King James Version, it gets way more spiritual. It says, let me put dung on it. I can't even read some of the new translations. I I feel bad saying it. Uh, I mean, let me try and think. What what can I say? I I don't want to say that. But it happens. 
in life. The stink. You know what I'm talking about. The mess. The thing that just stinks up your life. God said, let me dig around this so that I can really get this deep in them. And we'll see if it'll grow. We'll see if it'll produce. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm fine with you digging around, but why do I have to deal with the mess afterwards? I can get okay sometimes with a little digging. But why do I have to go through the mess? The stink? The fertilizer? I'm, I'm trying to stay away from the, the smelly situations. The, the, the moments that you just think life isn't fair. Why did I have to go through this? In my life. Well, do you know what I'm talking about? How many has gone through some stink? How many has faced the mess? And we always blame the devil for the mess. Could it be that you're going through something because he's wanting to produce something in you that's not producing? And in order for it to produce, he's dug around some things that you didn't want him to dig around in, and now he's put a little mess on your life. Come on. And you've been crying and praying like, God, I just want to produce. I've got dreams down in me that's never come to pass. I I just want to produce and he's saying, give me time. No, I want it now. Give me, give me time. I'm digging. I'm working on you. I'm, I'm stirring up the soil because there was some stuff deep down that was choking out the roots. So I've dug around. And now, believe it or not, I've got to put some mess in your life to see if it's going to work. Well, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't, Pastor, I don't even think that's biblical. What you're saying right now. Look, look what Paul says in Romans 5. Verse 3. Can you put it up there? It's, there we go. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Well, Paul, you're just dumb. Who glories in tribulations? You know what tribulations are? The mess. And we glory in the fertilizer that's been put on us. 
We glory in the digging around. We glory in the stink. We glory, we glory in tribulations knowing. Here's why I can glory in it. I love Paul. Paul finally understands something that I wish I understood a long time ago. I can glory in it because tribulation produces perseverance. The tribulation, the mess produces the product, perseverance. And perseverance, it produces, if you will, let's keep it going, produces character. I want character in my life. I've been wanting the character. Will it come with the mess of tribulation? And the tribulation produce perseverance. And producing perseverance produce some, some character. And character produced hope. Paul said, Paul went on to say, now hope, hope doesn't disappoint. I know the tribulation did. I know the digging disappointed. I know the years of your life that you didn't have any hope was a disappointment and you were wanting to produce it. I know the years that you were wanting character to be produced in your life was disappointing. I know all those things, but hope doesn't disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. You see, we focus on the fruit and God always focuses on the root. Because if I can get the root where it needs to be. Oh, somebody didn't like that. If I can get the root right... I can get the fruit that I'm after. And no, I don't want. I, I haven't got to myself. I haven't got to be like Paul that I say, I glory in it, in the tribulation. But how about this? I understand the purpose of the tribulation. If you don't understand the purpose of why you're going through it, you won't produce anything out of it. If you don't understand the purpose of it, you'll just circle back again. And wonder why I always go through this, why I never, never see anything happen, why I'm always going through this, why I never see anything, why I'm always going through this, why I'm never seeing anything. Well, well, this time, hey, while you're going through this, Know why. And let it work on you so you see something happen. I know you might be going through a mess right now. But will you allow him to work on you? Will you stand with me and worship? Will you come up?
it's so easy to just look at the fruit or the lack thereof. It's so easy to look at your disappointments. Wonder why this hasn't turned out yet the way I wanted. I'm not producing like I thought I should. Why I'm still going through. This morning, will you let the keeper of the vineyard do some work on you? I love that. I love that Jesus at his resurrection. The first person to see him was Mary. And I love that she mistook him for the gardener. Because I almost think that's that's so fitting because he's always working, gardening, working, digging. He knows how to work on your heart to produce what it needs to produce. He knows how to get beneath the surface, dig some things out, some old hurt out, some old old things out. He knows how to dig around and pull that stuff out. Protect it in mess that you think is just messy, but, but in In fact, it's for your good, and he's putting it there to protect you so that you will produce. So what I'm asking this morning, will you allow the gardener to work on you? To produce what you should produce. What would happen? He said... He told the owner of the vineyard, he said, give me a year. Give me a year. Don't don't cut it down. Don't don't cut it down. Now, I do think in order for some of that to take place, some of you've got to cut some things out of your life. That's taking up some of the soil, robbing you of some nutrients. You've got to cut some things out. That's on you. But what would happen? What would your life look like a year from now if you allowed God to work in you today? And you allow God to keep working on you. I'm not saying it happens overnight that you'll produce, but I'm with Him give him a year and you're going to see some fruit that you never saw before thanks for joining us today please share this podcast have a great week and make an impact on those around you